Yo, what's up? This is More Sneakers Podcast. I'm your host, T.O. Sneakerheads, and this is my co-host. I sell sneakers, not dreams. And this is episode 127. Mm-hmm. We are coming up on two holidays. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and your day. Oh, I'm finna say. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You, <laughs> you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> um, and it's just... So consequential that this is episode one twenty seven and my birthday is eleven twenty seven. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just letting you have your moment. I'm just letting you have your moment. This this weather been crazy. Like it's still crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, like Christmas was called. I'm mean, gonna say Christmas. <laughs> you you <laughs> might as well jump there. Everybody right. else is. Halloween was called as shit, mm-hmm. and it's been warm ever since. No, because it's been cold. It's been warm as shit. Like, for a fall day, it's been warm. Like, this week. Last week, too. Just Friday. It's been, like, a couple days sporadic, where it's been, like, actual, actually cool. But, like, it's been, it's been warm. It's been way warmer than I would anticipate it being. Because usually it'd be way cooler after things, after uh, Halloween. Well, Yeah. Especially leading up to th- like Thanksgiving. Well, it was just like, I don't know what's going on. They they messing with the equator and stuff. Because so. mm. even the daylight, we was talking about, we, we were just talking about this last episode, about the daylight savings, right? And it has messed me up. Let me just tell you. But see, I knew I wasn't tripping. I knew someone right. Daylight savings time has never affected me like this. It's getting dark at 4.30. It should at least gave us five thirty six o'clock, four like, thirty. Like, it is, is midnight. We, in, uh, we not in Antarctica. Like we gotta be, cause I be in the bed at like eight thirty nine o'clock, and I'm talking about dead tired. Like I just got in the bed and it was midnight just because it's dark early. Yeah, like my body is. It be four o'clock. Like I'm gonna run here real quick. Right. By five o'clock, it's dark dark. Right. I'm, I, it's my, like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock dark. My body be confused. I go to sleep early. I be up at four o'clock now because I didn't went to sleep too early. I look. I look at the clock like I was just going an hour. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like an hour. Mm-mm. Like I literally, it was light when I left. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. Like you be hitting dusk. At four thirty, yeah, and it'd be dark because you miss dusk. I miss dusk. Yeah, it, for it, a long time. Yeah, and it, but like even when it hit at four thirty, you don't really realize it hit you until it's dark, right? Because it's like it's like a light switch. You go from like, light to dark. I gotta go down the hallway and look out the 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 stained glass window. You can see, you know, daylight in it, and I go in the kitchen. And I come back. I thought I was in there like ten minutes. I come back, it's dark as hell. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like a light turn switch. turn the light on. Yeah, it's like, it's like a light switch, like straight up. And yeah, it's just messing me up. No, nah, like, I knew, I knew some shit was fucked up when I was when I was talking about how early it was getting dark. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I don't think you was feeling me, but now, now you're now you seeing. Yeah, I almost like, it almost makes sense for me to go like work out in the morning. Because <laughs> I be up. I said almost. <laughs> that's why. That's why I started laughing. Oh <laughs> uh, man, but almost. but I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm still looking forward to Thanksgiving. Um, 
And oh, you know what? I'm gonna start it off like this. We had a bombshell today. What happened? Drake and J. Cole dropped about their the concert that they're having. Oh. And that happened yesterday. That happened yesterday? Yeah. Okay, well yesterday. I'm I'm stuck. Well, I'm, I'm telling gonna, you this daylight like saving is just messing you up. I'm stuck in yesterday. So look. So the thing is it's a few things that's interesting about this. Obviously it's a concert that a lot of people want to go see. Yeah. Another thing, so I went down the tour dates. Oh, another thing was the way that these niggas is is working this uh this concert is very interesting. What you mean? So first off, now if you um purchase your tickets through Cash App with your Cash App card, mm-hmm. you get a day early to purchase your tickets. Huh? Yeah. So, so they got, like it's pre-sale they got a par- or something? Yeah, so they got okay. a partnership with Cash App. Like if you got Cash App, you got a notification and you got an email to your phone on I think it's the sixteenth or the seventeenth. You know what I'm saying? You get the pre order through Cash App. What? But then and then on the day after everybody else get it's open to the public and everybody else can get their tickets. Oh, Cash App giving them some money. Oh, they're getting a bag. Now y'all can pay Drake and J. Cole to do some marketing. Where is y'all customer service people at? They ain't got none. That's how they wanna <laughs> keep it. Just just buy the ticket insurance people. And then and then, I, so when I went on to look at the full process to see, like, okay, how this whole situation works. Uh-huh. And it's February 12th, you know, right right around close to my day oh, now. Lord. Right up in there. So, I'm like, let, let me investigate. Because <laughs> this is something I would be interested in. Yeah. So, boom. I look. I'm looking at the cities. I'm like, okay, no LA. No New York. No Atlanta. No Chicago. None of, them, none of them cities. So, they hit Alabama. Mm. They hit in... Uh, damn, I should have pulled this up. They hit in Alabama. They hit in, They obviously, you know, they hit in St. Louis. Right. They hit in Kansas City. Um, they hit in... Um, basically, to make a long story short, they hit in um, smaller markets. And so, I, when I was looking, I'm like, yo, they not hitting none of the big cities. And they said they want to focus. They want to focus on the second tier of um of cities that they don't normally get to really focus and touch on. Cause that's where the money is. So I thought I thought that was interesting. It's smart. You know what I'm saying? So I was like. It's smart because if you think of all of the and then people are gonna be willing to travel too for these, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smart because one, it's probably more reasonable to get the arenas and all that stuff in these states. Mm-hmm. Two, um, if you think about past the Drakes and J Coles, but the mm-hmm. um other people, the Bootsies, the Webbies. The um, what's the the, the the people with the cult following? Anybody mm-hmm. with a cult following? Tech Nine, you know, people like that. Yeah, they are in smaller markets, and the smaller markets are um a constant, for lack of better terms, because those are your those that is your target audience. 
Right. No, no, but at the same time, it does help generate for the smaller markets. No, no, that's a fact. No, I, I agree with that. I'm trying to find out. Okay, let me go to my email so I could tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all the exact cities that uh, that this is going to be. Oh, a temple. Hold on. Hey. Okay. So Drake's back on tour. Get uh get tickets with your cash app card. With your cash card, my bad. So here, get more info. Okay, view tour dates. Okay, so you got Denver, Colorado. You got two dates in Denver, Colorado. That's January 18th and 19th. Then you got the 22nd is uh, San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. Then you got Oklahoma City. You got New Orleans, Louisiana, New Orleans. Uh, you got Tampa Bay, Florida. Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, Missouri. It's a couple dates in Nashville. Um, you got Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And all of these ain't like it's super. These aren't are smaller markets, but they're not super small markets. No, they're not super small. But like when you scrolling through, like if you a nigga you also, in, yeah. in certain spots, you're like, like, oh, they going to L.A. Like, they going to New York. Yeah, you're like, hold, hold up. So then you got Columbus, Ohio. They do two days to call up. It's Ohio. One in Cleveland, Ohio. Buffalo, New York. Kansas City, Missouri. Memphis, Tennessee, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, Elmont, uh, New York, um, College State, Pennsylvania. I've never heard Sunrise, of Sunrise, Florida. Sunrise, that sounds like a retirement community. Uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Oh, they going all uh, to the... Oh, yeah, I was going to the trenches. Yeah, so like they... The... the like where they, they hitting it? going to yeah. them cities. Okay, and hold on, I got some information for y'all, and I just peeped this. So it says shows with, with <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Shows <laughs> with an asterisk will not have J Cole as a featured performer. What? <laughs> as a featured. Performer. So make sure y'all reading this shit. So March twenty seventh mm-hmm. at Birmingham, Alabama, J Cole will not be there. March twenty third. At Sunrise, Florida, J. Cole will not be there. State College, Pennsylvania, March 18th, J. Cole will not be there. March 14th, and I'm sorry I'm going backwards, but I am. March 14th, Elmont, New York, J. Cole will not be there. Uh, And it looks like he will be there for all the rest of the tour. Oh. Are these consecutive days? Yeah. All right. Maybe he has something to do yeah but i'm just saying like if you somebody who's not really paying attention to like this little bottom line Mm -hmm. with the asterisk next to it and like you get your ticket you know what i'm saying (laughs) like yeah like you're gonna be you're gonna be salty because and that's not to say that they won't have people to pop up and fill in that that will be you know what i'm saying that won't be dope you know they always be having surprise guests and shit at at drake concerts so it would be dope to see you know like a 21 savage it pop up in like one of these smaller markets where people where he might not have had a concert at right you know so that'll be dope you know so we we're just we're gonna we're gonna look at it as a total loss uh, loss you know what i'm saying it's just like something to be aware of um and so like if you are trying to get like an early ticket through the cash app shit um this how it works 
Number one, you get your car ready. <laughs> That's what it's, I'm reading what it say. It say the Drake presale will be valid. Will be, uh, the Drake presale is available to cash card holders only. Then number two, unlock the presale. Once the presale is live, you will just enter your pass, your offer passcode. It's the first nine digits of your cash cash card to get access. Number three, pay with your cash card. Hold on, hold on. Before you go number three, what you mean unlock it? You got to unlock it through Cash App? Yeah. Okay, okay. So I guess they got, I guess it's going to be like a, don't you know how like I just went to this link and to like the whole, mm-hmm. so it's probably going to have a, a thing, like, a whole a thing where you put in. like they used to have, well, I don't know if they do it, but they yeah. they used to have the little boost things Yeah. that if you went to these certain spots, you get like 10% off her. Yeah, so yeah. you're just going to have to put in your or partial of your car number, mm-hmm. so many digits, and then that's going to unlock it for you to be able to actual purchase. Okay. Okay. Number three, pay with cash card. Okay. After you find the venue and pick your seat, don't forget to use your cash card to check out to buy tickets. So basically, you got to check out with your cash card to buy the ticket. So you can't use another card. Because, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, if you try, if you're using a code, that's attached to Cash App, mm-hmm. and you using your cash card, your shit will probably get denied if you try to use any other card that's not those ah. that's code that's associated with it. That's smart. Mm-hmm. But I'd be scared of that. But they did say that you know what I'm saying they are partnered, so they are partnered with this uh this concert. concert. Mm-hmm. So. Nine times out of ten, you know what I mean? Like, they probably got certain fees, and so they probably get certain kickbacks. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you um, if you got a cash card, and it's a, you know, you want to put yourself in a position to guarantee yourself a better seat mm-hmm. selection or so location. You got that old cash card you ain't used. You know, what make saying? sure yeah. it's up to date for this. <laughs> yeah, so you know, just just tap in with it like this, and you know, get ready and enjoy yourself. Like yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this. I am happy that the date that is for St. Louis mm-hmm. is a date that we know J Cole will be there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Unless you know, obviously, something happens, but um. It's interesting, like, usually, like, when you see uh, tour dates, mm-hmm. you be like, oh, what other city would I want to go to to see this concert? Mm-hmm. What, out of, list, out of all those listed, if you could go to another city to see this concert, which one would you want to go? Because, you know, sometimes people be like, oh, this concert would be more lit in Atlanta because who he could possibly bring out? Or it could be possibly, you know what I'm saying? Like, people be like, oh, they want to go see Beyonce in Houston. Oh, yeah. You know, different different shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's like... It's it's, 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 it's it's no question that, you know, I'm not a real, like, Drake fan. Hey, I'll go for the show. I but I would go to see J. Cole. I go to see both. I even if J even if J Cole and this well, is another I'm, thing. I'm not against Drake. You know, I didn't. Yes, I know the song. And this and is stuff, another thing but... about J Cole. The reason why this this uh tour is like sort of really important to me mm-hmm. because he's saying that he's only doing one more album, so that could potentially means one more tour before he retire. 
Because he's talking about retiring after this. So, like, this could be an iconic type of... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you taking power? Oh, yeah. He do, like... You might have to FaceTime. (laughs) Because, uh... Jay Cole is his boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all they boys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, that's no. You you just made a valid point. I'm just saying you might can't go by yourself, buddy. <laughs> no, I have to. I I capture some videos. Yeah, and sure because because they they not they not thug they not old enough to thug it that long. Yeah, they gonna be yeah. like they gonna be you like know, you know how legacy be legacy. Like, I'm ready to go. Right. Youngest old man I know. He's like, nah, I'm I'm over this. And he's a stern old man. That's yeah, he's like, he'd be like, this. yeah, I don't. <laughs> but like, that like they wouldn't like. So what would be different would be a situation to like if I could get a chance where they could like meet him or something like that. Yeah. Like I would create that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm that'd saying? Be dope. I think that, that'd be yeah. a great memory for them. Yeah, they 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 would love that. You know what I'm saying? But overall, you know. I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we oh, yeah. just learned, we learned about the concert yesterday. It's here. The what? tickets is going to be available as early as the, the 17th. The 17th. You know what I'm saying? And the first show isn't until the, 17th the, the 18th of January. Days. And it's here, what, the, the, the 12th of February? Yeah. And that's but the first show I said January 18th, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's the Valentine's weekend, and they hitting close too because they these niggas said, I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna hit you right before All Star weekend. Oh, yeah, oh, so like that Friday, that's All Star weekend. And where's the where's All Star? All Star weekend is, if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be in Indianapolis, and they ain't got an right. Indian Indy day. Uh no they don't. Okay. It's the date. The date is in uh Pennsylvania. Oh okay. Which is the sixteenth, so they won't be at all All Star Weekend. Yeah, okay. They gonna be getting to that bag, that big bag. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but no, it's something I'm looking forward to. It's just something that ran across my mind. Okay. Uh, what what else we got on the list? Okay. Um, let's see. Lamelo Ball and Puma is sued for two hundred million dollars. Uh, by somebody apparently who. Stole money from them. Yeah, the the, the dude Allen. Yeah. yeah, he stole money from, um, big baller brand. What's what's interesting to me is, he's is he's. I guess the question I would have is, he's still a partner now, or because of his partnership that he had with the in the past, and because of the paperwork that was done, mm-hmm. is he still locked into that paperwork, or is he still a partner now? Because wouldn't you try to stop this way before? I would think that he's not because how would you sue somebody that's in a brand that you're a part of? So that would have meant that in that Puma, um, in the Puma contract, you would have got some money. So I'm just probably assuming that he doesn't have ties with it anymore. Yeah, and and he was a thirty three percent shareholder, so he wasn't an equal share owner. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what's his pop's name? Um, Lavar Ball and his family is 
you know what I'm saying, the majority shareholder. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is going to be an interesting situation. It's just interesting to see that Puma is getting sued and LaMelo Ball is getting sued. So it looks like it looks like a money grab to me. Yeah. He like, well, you know, I, I still, I was around in this time, so uh-huh. let me see if I can capitalize off of this situation. $200 million because, is a lot. Because that's the thing. LaMelo Ball, his shoes are really popular, especially along amongst the kids. Right. You know, LaMelo Ball, uh, Drake's son, loves LaMelo Ball shoes. Really? Yeah, like he wears them all the time. Did he wear them in that little rap video? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. I didn't watch it all the way through because I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I hope, you know, this ain't something that drags on too long. It's a lot of layers to it it's a whole lot because of you gotta once you read into yeah because you gotta go back all the way to 2016 yeah. and go through you know understanding like the trademark and mm-hmm. who own who really owns the trademark because right. that's the thing like if the trademark is owned by big baller brand and they are majority shareholders yeah you know what i'm saying they like kind of do what they want yeah so how they got to figure out that calculation of how that works and then if there is a separation, when did that separation take place? And within that separation, like, how legally does that situation work? Right. Because he know? was saying a whole lot of stuff. Like, he's um, he was over the marketing strategy for um, the MB1. But and- the MB1, if I'm not mistaken... I don't know if they officially had dropped that shoe under Big Baller brand, mm-hmm. but I believe they was attempting to drop something under Big Baller brand. But like, if Puma, if he signed to Puma, obviously Puma used their own marketing techniques and own marketing plan to. Right. Yeah. Well. So. That's the rabbit hole we're not going down. Yeah. That's a whole episode if you think about it. No, no, it's, it's it's a lot to dig into because we have to go into the whole stealing process and mm-hmm. all those allegations and everything else. So, so um, while everybody is suing, um, Nike's been on a roll for a couple of years now. Um, yeah. So now Nike is suing Skechers and New Balance. Um, the documents uh, named... A dozens of Skecher models that Nike says infringe on its patents, specifically highlighting the uh, Martha Stewart Skecher slip-ons, the slip-in Max Cushion Smooth. Um, a lot of the slip-ins or glide step type shoes. And uh, as for New Balance, Nike says at least 21 of its current models, um, like, oh shucks, uh, Fresh Foam, um, the Tecola, I don't know, know. Um, but those. um, So it's 21 for New Balance, and it's a couple for Skechers, like, yeah. So, what do you think about this now? <laughs> so, so my thing is, we hear about all these lawsuits that happens with Nike, mm-hmm. but we never hear about the outcome of a lot of these lawsuits. Right. We don't hear about if they're settled. We don't hear of only only a lawsuits that we hear about 
with Nike um, and what's going on with them are the ones that are with people who have had a version of shoe like them mm-hmm. that is kind of like more attached to the culture yeah. of like what's going on that we kind of like associate ourselves with. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of interesting now, like just hearing another lawsuit that we don't, that we potentially may not hear no more information about. Right. We just know that they're suing them. Right. Um, but it's a lot of like, you know, it's a lot of technicalities when it comes to design and um, functionality and all of these things. So at this point, I really do believe like Nike is just trying to pick up where losses is taking place. Yeah. So like, it's like, yo, if we can hit it and we can, you know what I'm saying? If, if we can win, that's amazing. But if we right. can settle and we can, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but that's what it looked like to me. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, the stuff that's been out has been out for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it had to have ran past your radar at some point in time. Way before now. Way before you did all these other lawsuits, I'm just saying. Right. So do you think that it's um with Nike um or Jordan uh being that um it retros a lot of things? Mm-hmm. that um is trying to get a stronghold of what other brands put out because if they wanted to put out something similar uh get a story behind it even though they might have released it 10 years ago but new balance has it and it's now kind of known as a new balance style I, I, it would be harder to put it out as I th- something I think from this is a bullying tactic too of like trying to show like how strong they are you know what i'm saying like you because like now that i'm thinking about it i'm looking at it's like now they like what you took from me Uh you took from us we created and we start you know what i'm saying like so it's kind of like uh alpha like type of situation like we seeing these surges Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Because, like, we just talked about three NBA players who got, who signed to Skecher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at New Balance. New Balance has been making amazing strides these past couple years. I'm telling you. Uh, people regularly wearing their shoes. And, and not just, like, some of the old styles or the traditional New Balance styles, but even newer styles that they have came up with. You got to think about the collaborations they've been doing as of as of late. All of that stuff, they have reached a new space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think it's Nike trying to put their foot on their neck a little bit. Mm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, now that I'm paying, now that I'm like really thinking about it, mm. it, it makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense. Oh. You know what I mean? Um, because that's the thing, like, Nike is still Nike, but Nike, I feel like, is struggling as well. Yeah. And it's, you know what I'm saying, we got a topic within here that we can talk about that ties into this mm-hmm. this whole this whole situation. Or not even going to say the situation, but just Nike as a whole. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, also the HBCU grad, there are HBCU grads that have started their 
the first ever black NIL marketing agency for college athletes uh, for the first time ever mm-hmm. as well. Nike will be selling college basketball jerseys for active players with their names on the back. Mm-hmm. And Michigan officially passes the bill entitled entitling high school athletes to Neil deals. Uh, that's that's what's up. One thing that I'm really excited about with this HBCU, um, with the graduates from the HBCU starting the NIL um, agency and all that stuff, mm-hmm. is that now this is going to create a platform and a space for black people who want to become agents. Right. So now you can take them and mm-hmm. see how well they do and they can graduate and take up some of this space. Yeah. As agents in the NBA. Right. Or in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? These other spaces. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's like really dope. Yeah. Me too. Because it's, it's creating the opportunities that were inaccessible. You know what I mean? Like people be wanting these jobs or wanting these professions and not knowing how to get in the door. Right. Now, now this is a new entry point of cultivating a new space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because now people are going to need those type of people for these NIL deals and different situations like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why, are we, why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. I had saw a post on Instagram where it was a lady talking about how it was, she was saying how she saw a post about a football player. I think he was a college football player. And he lost a championship and he went and ran into his mother's arms and cried in her arms. And I know it's, I know it sounds crazy right now, but just, just ride with <laughs> Go me. Go ahead. I'm with you. <laughs> and so, she, cause like, I was confused too. And she was like, she was looking at the situation and she was like, I have a son. She had a son that's, that plays sports mm-hmm. and like, he's, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She believes he's going to be very successful. And she was just saying like, who has the better best interest of their child than the mother? That's what she was just saying. Right. And so she was just basically saying like, she's going to take, take out the time to learn and get certified so she can become an agent. So, cause she knows she would have her child at the best interest at heart because of the NIL deals that's becoming available to high school and college students. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So, it was it was interesting the perspective because like her seeing that is what made her think about Let how to learn. yeah how to protect her son in the spaces of doing these deals. So it was just like, what is your thoughts on mothers taking on that role of being the agent for? Because you know we seen it on, I know it's just a TV show we've seen it on because the game. if you got to be Tasha Mac, be Tasha Mac. You know what I mean? Um, um I think that if if um, it serves in the best interest of the child and the mother is strong enough to withhold that industry, mm-hmm. um, that definitely they should do it. But even if you're not um strong enough to be in that industry, uh, but you would like to stay educated on what your child should be getting, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. they won't get over on them. If you, you go with the agent or something like that, I think that would be great. 
too. Just to educate yeah. yourself because sometimes and, you and don't then, know. And then as well, you know what I mean? Like, you can take on the earlier stages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the high school. The high school, yeah. You know what I'm saying? College. And then if you want them to explore their options or even if you get mentored by somebody that you're comfortable with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because along the lines, you bump into people, build relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can cultivate a situation. Who, so, like, if they do make it pro or, like, whatever the case might be, and you're like, okay, I'm ready to fall back and just be a mother at this point. Right. Because we done got I'm you this put far. put you in the hands of somebody who can get you bigger yeah. and, and better or, or just Because, you know, these rela- those relationships get tricky. Right. Those business, mm-hmm. mother relationships get tricky. So, at some point, it's like he might just want his mother. Right. Versus an agent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or something she might get to a point where she just wants to enjoy the The game. The yeah, the game, the, the elevation. Of him. The success, yeah. 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 So so I just thought when I came about that post and we was just talking about that, I just thought that was interesting. It was. Because I I could see in a, a shape and form of mothers or even fathers mm-hmm. taking on these roles to make sure their kids are protected. Right. But just make sure like you're learning from the right people. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and take any emotion out of it because it's your child and look at it from like a business standpoint mm-hmm. of making sure you're getting the best deals that you can get for them. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, a very dope idea. It was so funny the way you looked at me when I was like, he was crying. I'm like, where is he going with this? <laughs> what did the little boy do? Okay. So, um, Missy Elliott is the first female rapper inducted into rock and rose hall of fame said about fucking time i know but she's the first female rapper like i can see that mm-hmm. this is the thing like and i i hate to say it like this but like the women the women rappers they got looked over a lot oh yeah still you know do. what i'm saying I think um, we're just getting a surge again, a visible yeah, surge. Yeah. Like um, in the eighties there in nineties there was a surge. Early nineties. And and the reason why <laughs> I'm saying that is well overdue for Missy Mina Elliott is because she wasn't just a rapper. No. She you know was what I'm a saying? Singer, like, producer. She was singer, like she gave you visuals, constantly. Like she, she she was in the motherfucking uh, trash bag giving you vibes. <laughs> Being super fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, super duper fly. She went from finger waves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and then not just that, like, she put little kids on. You know what I'm saying? She had kids and shit yeah. in her video. I remember watching the uh, MTV Cribs where she had the motherfucking Lamborghini bed mm. and then, <laughs> then, the, then, the, the, then the trunk rose up and there was sneakers in that bitch. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Look, okay. <laughs> but it's just like everything about her, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it bleeds into that situation of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like She was way beyond her time. Yeah. Like the stuff she's, she was doing back then yeah. is starting to be regular now. Yeah, like she really put emphasis on like her music videos. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even, even like the collaborations she did. You know what I'm saying? With people and the people that she's written for. Like, mm-hmm. just think about how big that Keisha Cole song was that she did. Um, Which one? You know where um, where Missy on the where on the intro? 
And she I said, don't I want your man. Yeah. But I got like, it like that. What is that song? I'm seeing the video. I know, I know the song. I know the song too. But you know what I'm saying? You, you know how big that song was? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let it go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but like, but I'm just saying, like, the impact that she had just not on. Just think about like Gwen Stefani and Aaliyah. Aaliyah, you know what I'm saying? All these different people that she helped elevate their career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that song, I felt like took it showed like what space that Keisha Cole was in at that time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, she was a woman who was like really about women empowerment and showed and lived through that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't forget about Tweet now. Oh yeah, you know tweet. what I'm saying. Tweet, you know what I'm saying, and, and like some others, you know what I mean. So There's a lot of others. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Uh, Sierra, you know what I mean. She had oh, joints. Yeah. With C- you know what I mean. So the list can go on and on and it on. Does and, go on and on. You know on. what I mean. So so yeah. So shout out to to Missy, man. Okay, well, we we about to talk about Lil Kim. Why body Kim? <laughs> I will do the dance, but y'all can't see me. <laughs> So, Lil' Kim um, had a little controversy this uh, week. She said that her her book's pre-sales um, has surpassed the Bible. Okay, so let's do this. So, like, which version? The King okay. James Version? The so, study Bible? Oh. So, basically, there's 20 million Bibles sold each year. Okay. There's 1.66 oh, million Bibles sold each month. There's 384,615 Bibles sold per week. 54,945,000 4, Bibles sold per day. Okay. So, what is she talking about? She's talking about, so apparently, I guess she has a book coming out. Right. So she's saying the pre-sales have hit is out. So, so what I'm saying is, so because look, it's just what she's saying is tricky. Because I just broke down how much, how many Bibles they sell in a day, how many Bibles they sell in a week, how many Bibles they sell in a month. You see what I'm saying? So like, uh, so I'm trying to see like, what is she, what space she's talking about? And you know what? I might need to start a Bible company. I'm telling you. I don't think about that. Who need the Bible? We can start the... There's a Bible sold every 10 seconds. 6.4 Bibles are sold every 10 seconds. Okay. So, like, yeah. So, like... So, is she saying, like, she outsold them in a day of the 54,000? Um, not tonight. I think that's what it is. Look, because... Okay, the total number of pre-ordered copies of the queen bee is unclear <laughs> yeah because like the only thing that i could see making sense is that she sold enough bible i mean i said bibles sold enough of her book in one day to um that's more than what the bible sold in that day so if the bible is selling fifty four thousand basically 55,000 in a day and she sold 60,000. Technically, she did outsell the Bible for one day. Mm. You see you see what I'm saying? 
Well, no, nobody know how. There's no number. I understand there's no number, but do you see my logic though? I understand your logic very well, but I I'm trying to understand hers, and. But that's me understanding her logic. So if she's saying she outsold the Bible in a day, even though it's saying that the numbers is unclear. So like if her numbers stated that she sold for a pre-sale of one day, that she sold 60,000 copies. Mm -hmm. Technically, they're saying 54,945 copies are sold in a day of the Bible. Mm -hmm. She would technically have outsold the Bible for one day. She would have. But, but I understand what you're saying, that the numbers is unclear because they don't have exact numbers of how many books she sold. Everybody says her numbers are unclear because everything <laughs> it says, Little Kim says, Little Kim claims, Little Kim. There's right. nothing that's... So, and, and that's why I'm saying, like, if we're going based off of what she's saying, mm -hmm. that's the only way I see her... Potentially oh, with the sixty thousand. That's because I I'm I don't see her selling three hundred and I didn't eighty some thousand pre order coming out. Yeah, maybe she should have gave it to Jada. Then we would have knew. Yeah. Or if she would have said she had some type of entanglement with them, then we would have knew. Um. Yeah. So. So yeah. So. That's the only way I could see it, but I don't tell the news. <laughs> Cause baby, I don't know if we're coming. Them a lot of motherfucking that. Bibles. Six point four Bibles, second. Yeah, everybody gets ten every, every ten seconds. Woo! I'm finna. How how to start a Bible company? I don't know, but we better figure it out. Um. Hmm. Okay, so it's been. I'm gonna cut you off. I just realized <laughs> this. I just I just realized this. Like Bibles are something that's never gonna go out of style. No. No. Whoever been selling Bibles this whole time has been smart as shit. But they've been selling Bibles in this different versions. Of oh, Bibles. and they oh Old Testament, New Testament. The King James Version. All of them. Oh, ooh, Quran. Yes. Oh. Like that's a constant. They done had the cheat code for a long time. I'm telling you, no, we need to Okay, go ahead. My well, bad. Amen. Go ahead. Um, okay, so <laughs> Walmart is not just selling Jordans, they are reselling Jordans. If you notice, well, I've had a couple of people come to me and I've actually looked on there. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, maybe Jordan's going through all avenues of, you know, selling. And when I went on there, it's like resold. Um because yeah. it's a Jordan, regular Jordan on there, um, for like three hundred bucks. Yeah, so on the Walmart site. Yeah. So for people that don't know, Walmart has a marketplace just like Amazon. Mm -hmm. So basically, you have stuff that's specifically sold, like Amazon to have like Amazon's Choice or something that's that might be just sold from Amazon. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Walmart. So Walmart hits you with their type with their top um things that come from their location mm -hmm. but then they hit you with the stuff that comes from other places like third-party sellers right so like if you was to type in air jordan you're not getting an air jordan from walmart it won't say like seller name mm -hmm. walmart it'll be the third party whoever you're purchasing from right um so yes they're being sold on the walmart site but mm -hmm. they're not being sold directly through walmart right so 
um, they're being sold through a third party. Now, my only concern with this, and I would say be careful with this, is because they don't have no clear-cut um, verification process yeah. of you knowing that you get an authentic product. Right. So, you're risking that. But also, they do have return policies, but you do have to read the small print. Because every third-party seller, like Amazon, mm-hmm. they have their own like return status policy. quo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... The good thing about it is if you see it has a return policy, that might be something that you might want to trust a little bit. You might trust a little bit more because mm-hmm. you can return it. But like I said, read the small print. Yeah. And, you know, so if you're a reseller and you want to find a new avenue, this potentially could be a new way to sell shoes. Mm-hmm. Not sure 100%. Haven't done it myself. Right. Um, But I also can see how it can look and seem sketchy. Yeah. In the same regard. So it's just something... That you have to just mess around with, but also it's not sold directly through Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's a channel, just yeah. like Amazon. Mm. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So while we on that subject of Jordans, um, there's been a lot of talk about Jordans and kind of how um, they're not being they're not sold out in a lot of places when they release. Is Air Jordan, is the retro Air Jordan excitement gone? So this is the thing. One, I would say no. Okay. Two, I would say they pick and choose what they Mm re-release. That's number one. Number two, it's a lot of shoes that's not selling out. Mm -hmm. At one point in time, LeBron, like... So the South Beaches, when the South Beaches first dropped, oh, they they sat on sold the out. Cold. They was the South Beaches sold out the first time. Mm-hmm. And they were selling for like eight hundred dollars, hmm. eight nine twelve. Yeah, they was they was going. So, but when they resold mm-hmm. this second time, you actually get it under retail. If you're going like gold or mm-hmm. like whatever the case might be, you know what I'm saying. So like, I think it's a generational gap of appreciation because like just think about it like this when the green beans was coming back out or what we call the green beans the all reflective mm-hmm. joints that was something like people we was thirsty for it to get redropped right you know what i'm saying but you go on there and look the resale value of it is not that high right which is not a bad thing but in the marketplace of how we seen and viewed things, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, I got to make sure I get this because resale going to be through the roof. Right. But no, it's a lot of joints that we see that were nostalgia for us mm-hmm. that we really appreciated. You know what I'm saying? It's not turning out the same way for a lot of these shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But also, I feel like too, it's so much shit coming out. And you got so many shoes coming out on a regular basis. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so how you expect people to keep up mm-hmm. financially, be able to keep up and buy all of these shoes. And some of them just not that great. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I do feel like there's a the generational gap is starting to get caught up to where certain shit is just not appreciated in the same way as we appreciated it. Yeah. I agree, but it wasn't out in the same way it was no. out with us. I think because I'll say, like Carter, for example, um, P 
He liked LeBron. Mm-hmm. So he's seen LeBron play. Like, mm-hmm. not, of course, my man got like that, yeah. But, you know, him growing up in Jordans and, you know, some shoot, Griffey's was his walking shoe because they good, they good ankle support. Mm-hmm. But I digress. <laughs> but um, he likes LeBron's now, I guess, because he's 12 mm-hmm. and he can appreciate it. But if he sees him play in some, those are kind of the ones that he, he like, oh, I like those shoes. So it's kind of like us and Jordan. Jordan played. I like, but that's but that's the thing. I even feel like it's a disconnect with that. Um, Because I, so, so look at it like this, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that they got that we didn't have mm-hmm. is quote unquote fashionable NBA players. Like back then when we was growing up, them niggas was wearing suits. Them wearing them boxy ass, wild leg suits where the suits almost covered your shoes. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So like now they getting to see like the players personality personality mm-hmm. and like the way they dress. Regardless yeah. whether you like it, you don't, mm-hmm. whatever the case might be. You getting a ton of fashion. So when we were growing up, it was about what you seen on the court. Right. And how it was manipulated from the court to the street. Mm. okay so now we're in the space of social media where i feel like athletes don't even really it's a small percentage like so if you play basketball Mm -hmm. and you're a kid that play basketball Mm -hmm. or a true fan of basketball like you're more tapped into the basketball sneaker right you know what i'm saying but like if you just a fan Mm -hmm. of being a fan of culture Mm -hmm. Then you are gaining your access and attention to sneakers in a whole different way. Because yeah. all the collaborations that's happening, all the, you know what I'm saying, things that sneakers are connected to is more off the court and yeah. not sport oriented people yeah. than are. You know what I'm saying? You got DJ Khaled, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish, and she, like, she done had what, like four, five? Oh, bang. And I got like three or four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, so like, you know what I'm saying? You got like a Tiana Taylor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and in the space of this, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have shoes. Like, I fuck with that heavy. Right. But we're just in a different space where it's just not coinciding the same way. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Jordans, you're not seeing on the feats. On like you know what I'm saying like we get these stock images eight months early yeah of like what the, what we think the shoe is gonna look like mm-hmm. by the time the shoe actually comes out nine times out of ten we rarely getting what we thought we were going to get hint hint that navy blue Jordan five you thought it was gonna be a Georgetown and you got whatever the hell they call that was <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like the approach that they're taking is just totally different yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now we're in a high beat society as well, mm-hmm. where if it's not a collaboration or name tied to something special mm-hmm. or what you think is something special, it's not even, it's not, not as special. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like fuck with as much. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, you know, you would look at it and be like, oh, Jason Kidd got this shoe. Kevin Garnett got that shoe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was prominently about the basketball players or NFL players or tennis players who are rocking these shoes. Yeah. You didn't really get into like the late 90s, early 2000s 
where you was appreciating other people wearing the shoes. And I, when I say late 90s, early 2000s, I'm talking about where you start to see like Jay-Z have a signature shoe. Mm-hmm. Where you see the 50 cents. Where you see Dame Dash with the Pro Kid. Yeah. Where you see uh, Pastry. Where you see all these things. But in the midst of that, we had Martin. We had Fresh Prince. Yeah. We had, you know, Living Single. Mm. We had all these shows who showed us what was a reflection of our lifestyles and who we were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that attached us even more. Do the right thing. Oh, like, yeah. you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. You got various amount of... He got game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Spike Lee is very influential in merging his art with the culture that, you know what I'm saying, he was wrapped in. Right. Not only that, he did the Morris Blackman. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, so the culture and how everything was cultivated was different then versus now. Like, yeah. Just think about it. you had the Ben and Jerry dunk, and I saw a French Montana with SBs on. A nigga who wear, at that time, he's wearing more designer than anything else. Right. Oh, so, yeah. like, that's when you know that the shift has came. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But do I think that the retro is, like, blown out? No. I just think that the way that it's presented, I think the way... You know what I'm saying? That the shit is curated. Um, is not it's not really cultured like it was. Yeah. You know what it's I'm saying? Not. It's like, oh, we gonna give you the old school box and put a card in it and we're gonna make you feel that nostalgia versus It's coming out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then 'cause like, you know, Cause like and then then y'all y'all got me fucked up with these prices too. We are gonna get about that in a second. <laughs> what you mean? Cause I saw the price of the gratitudes is two thirty. Yeah, you know it's about time for it to go up. My God, it's that time of year every year. Because we was already talking about the the lightning seventeens being three hundred mm-hmm. every year. Yeah, you know I mean it goes um, up like ten dollars. Yeah. So, but but my thing is there's a ton of unreleased. Jordans that I feel, and then you got these one-off joints mm-hmm. that was fire, that was slept on, that you never see again. Mm-hmm. That people really anticipate on, be like, "Damn, I wish I could have copped that." I slept on it. You know what I'm saying? Like one shoe that I feel like was slept on was that uh people was looking at like that, like a prom eleven, like the black, the all blacked out eleven with the suede upper. The suede upper. Yeah, he had the suede upper. It was all blacked out. But people, like cap and gown. Yeah, cap and gown. But people was wearing it to prom, like you know what I'm saying. Um, but it's just like that shoe. Mm -hmm. That shoe is like highly sought after now. Is it? Yeah, like you can't you can't find that shit nowhere, and like it got a high resale value. You know what I'm saying on it, but like that's a shoe that people who slept on it, and it's a lot of people who like, damn, I actually like that now. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the for the you had the for the love of the game series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like and then it's certain shoes that people's like, damn, that was a woman's shoe. Because like me wearing grade school sizes, um, at a point, like you had the for the love of the game fours. It was the pink joints. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved them shits. But like they didn't have it in extended sizes. We released that in extended size. Right. So I think there's different ways to like revitalize the shit and you know bring it back in a dope way it's just they gotta do the shit mm-hmm. like I feel like you can release all the regular shit but like have a special calendar to where you got certain shit that's just 
profound. Yeah, like make it make sense again. Yeah, like like I feel like even when it's coming down to like when they redropping like versions of like PEs, they don't even make that shit look special no more. It's not. It's just dropped. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I know other people would probably like disagree and be like, yeah, it's washed because we come from a space where we've been able to experience certain key Jordans mm-hmm. two to three times or certain Jordans four to five times. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at the, like the grand scheme of things and the space of everything, there's a whole bunch of fucking shoes. When was the last time they redropped the her seven? Um, the Easter nines. Man, I didn't see the hair sevens. I think the pack. When they was doing the packs, I think that was the last time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They re- they dropped them after that. Yeah, because I know they had the Chinese shoe. I know they had the Chinese New Year's. Mm-hmm. No, they dropped them. And that's the thing, sell. like you got to shoot like the Chinese New Year joint, the rabbit. You're mm-hmm. the rabbit. That's some shit that they can bring back. Like that's a shoe you don't even see now. Oh no, the you're the rabbit. So mm-hmm. like, I'm just saying like. They got shit that they can that they can do, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or they can be cre- they can continue to be even more creative, like that, like that Nike SB4 is fire. You know what I'm saying? Like even like they throwing around they throwing around the concept of that collaboration. I think it's like with the uh, with the guy. I think he's a, a BMX rider. He want to do a low top Jordan three. Low top Jordan three. Yeah. A low top Jordan yeah. 3. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like everything, mm. like, in the early stages, everything was just about marketing. Yeah. Everything was like, I want to be like Mike because he was playing in it. You know what I'm saying? You felt closer to him wearing it. And then you had other subculture parts of the world attached to it. Mm-hmm. So, when you got the Wayne's brothers, you see Marlon hop over the seat and he got the Columbia 11s on. Yeah. When you see Martin... When he was supposed to pay the parking tickets, but he didn't pay the parking tickets and he went and got the whole your dig, the whole from head to toe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he up her faking like he's Jordan in the crib. You know what I'm saying? We What's all related. Number? I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I just can tell you what happened, where it was at. You know what I'm saying? But that is how we correlated everything to us. Right. At that right. point in time. Then you think about the Jamie Foxx episode where he had the, the mentee mm-hmm. from the from the big homie program and the shoes was up in his closet. Oh you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like we had all of those things that correlated to like what was special to us and how we related to you know yeah. what I'm saying? Everything because the little homie was trying to blackmail him for the shoes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So those are the spaces you gotta think about in the house yeah yeah (laughs) you gotta think about in the house when you had ll cool j walking through the crib and and different you know what i'm saying like Deion sanders trainers and different shit Mm -hmm. like that we had all these these shows that was a representation of us Mm -hmm. was our commercials and was our attachments outside of the Nike shits that we would see. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that one Nike basketball commercial where they dribbling the balls all crazy and doing all the moves and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These are the nostalgia moments that we had. Them, I feel bad for them. Because they got these... YouTube? They got these reels. <laughs> and they got these different things that's that's just 
these posts real quick or you know what i'm saying insta, like insta because like that was jason williams in that in that video doing a spider through the legs and all this other shit like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like these are people that we respected and you know what i'm saying aspire to be like in all these things like now you know like even what i do like about the space of the i guess you could say the retros mm-hmm. is how you finding people who are creative mm-hmm. that are taking the retros like a Laylee may tiana mm-hmm. and many others they're taking their style and putting their twist on a jordan retro yeah and present it as a collaboration yeah you know what i'm saying like that's one thing that i because like now you're getting to learn about new people mm-hmm. in a new space and shape and form right because it's like okay and then it's a lot of women in this space right now mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that you're getting to see that's dope yeah you know what i mean so like and i know they be like all oh, these women sneakers so they need to just be for women and niggas not need to buy them up. But like, for me, mm-hmm. if you're a dope designer and I like what you're doing, I want to be able to support you as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody comes from that same cloth of that. They you might don't. just, <laughs> they don't just be like, oh, the shoe is fire or it's dope or whatever. Or so I they want it. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, you know what I mean? Getting t- and then that's the thing. We got to meet a Lady May. Oh, yeah. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So world. like. To, to to be able to connect those dots and everything like that and to be able to meet a person that's so genuine and so cool and everything and like that. who was actually who you thought she would be in your head? Yeah. She was cool yeah, yeah. 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 That was a moment. Oh, Lord. That was a moment in history for your boy. Yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? I was there, too. I know you was there. I had my <laughs> moment, though. You're not finna neglect my moment. We both had our moments. Yeah, but my moment was... Was grander. I'm gonna let you have your moment. Thank you, thank you. Because I wasn't gonna let you not let me have it. I don't want to be aggressive like old boys <laughs> said I was. Oh, okay. So I want to speak on something, and this is totally off subject. Okay. It just hit my mind. <laughs> so remember the whole situation with Kiki Palmer and the outfit. Yeah. Okay. Usher. So my thing. Oh, number one, boyfriend video fire. They killed that shit. <laughs> she did her thing. Yeah, she did. I love that. Um, so now it has came up in the news mm-hmm. that he has physically abused her. Right. And not only that, they have like doorbell footage because I guess he came to somebody else they home. Get, they got cameras in their house or something. Or yeah. whoever it was. Yeah, whoever home it was because they was like he was trying to like literally break into the home to like get to her or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Um. But the thing is, like, I just think it's interesting um, because like, it's a touchy subject because obviously it's domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see nobody get harmed, get hurt, or like whatever the case might be. I just think it's interesting in this space of, you know, everybody was having conversations about the whole him going on Twitter and saying what he said mm-hmm. and and everything like that. And it's just like, it's a sad situation to see. Oh, yeah. You never want to see it unfold to this extent. To this extent in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a family, being a first time father, being a first time mother, that shit is already tricky enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? To have to endure uh, tragic and traumatic, you know, instances in the space of that is not a comfortable space for anybody. Right. 
And then you got a child that's that, that she has to protect mm-hmm. because she has to protect not only him, her child, but she got to protect herself, herself from him. Right. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting because when I was reading it, when I read the tweet, you know, everyone was talking about how it seemed controlling. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Of like what he was saying and everything like that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, it's two sides to everything. And like, I'm not going to jump off the deep end and just try to speculate all this other shit. Mm -hmm. But all I am going to say is, you know, women go through things with their body when they have a child. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when they start to feel good about themselves, when they start to feel great about themselves, when they, when they get that snap back, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that, you know what I'm saying? It's a great, sometimes you get a little extra with kids. Hey, and it don't be a bad extra. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? So, in those spaces, certain things need to be embraced. You know what I mean? But I think there's other sides of it, too, that people don't realize when it comes from a man perspective of being a father, a new father, mm-hmm. and being in the space of, especially if you're a new father dealing with the space of a woman who's having a postpartum for the first time. Um and you not knowing what that look like and you not knowing how to handle and manage that while managing your own feelings as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um so different things can can grow from that space. Um but I hate to see that this is something that they're going through. You know what I mean? Uh I hope that her and her family can be safe. Yeah. I hope he can get his shit together. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he needs to be a father regardless whether they can be a couple. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she needs to feel like, she needs to feel safe in the fact that he can do that. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what's the inner workings. I don't want to know. It's not my business. But I I do know. She was granted sole custody. Yeah. With the temporary restraining order. Yeah. It's just in the space of, it's just in hindsight when you look at a situation like that. Of something that you think is is small, you know what I'm saying, and then you see months later you see something this this vast, you know, taking place, um, and it's just sad to see too, cause you know I'm like it's a first first time mother, first time father, you know, going through the space and like she's popping, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, she got a lot going on, and sometimes you know as men or women you got to check your insecurities at the door. You know what I mean? You got to handle things a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, obviously there are certain things that may have led up to this moment, but that doesn't mean that anyone should be harmed. Um, right. But but at the end of the day, like I said, I hope everyone is safe. Hope everyone is well. If he needs help, hopefully he can get the help that he needs. So, like I said, so if their relationship is over, they can be the father that he needs to be for his child. If that's what, you know what I'm saying, is able to be done. Um so I'm interested to to see what unfolds um with this situation um cuz I hope there's just not a situation of him just being like a grimy nigga, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who just like I don't know, they brought his brother into it. What happened with that? Like I didn't know about that. <laughs> uh yeah, they was like um you know the mama got involved and told the brother 
you know, she had told the brother that um, his brother was um, abusing her and all type of stuff where <laughs> the baby mama of the brother mm. started throwing subs on Instagram. So, like, they were saying that he was an abuser, but then when nobody else, he was like, I'm not no abuser. And she started throwing subs about so the honey child is this. Oh yeah, so it's like the rabbit okay. hole episode, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, because I was watching the, uh, the Joe Budden podcast and he was talking about how, how like the whole story is kind of like getting out of control. Yeah, and hopefully, like the everything don't get lost, get lost in the sauce. Yeah, any it's yeah. like okay, yeah. where these people come from? All right, so now y'all fighting. He was saying he'll drop a tape, and then the mama then texted the other mama and saying, "Oh, I heard you threaten my son." And woo, yeah. yeah, and that's all in a couple of days. Yeah. What else we got? Uh so you know, on that um last episode, uh, what's the little boy that was doing the streaming from jail? Kai. Kai. Okay, so yeah, him. So this week, uh, mm-hmm. the, speaking of uh streamers and stuff, um, our our young guy Drewski. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's been, I guess, internet beefing. Maybe, maybe not, with Birdman, mm-hmm. and uh, he got his chain taken. <laughs> so, so this is this is my thing. Either. They got a master plan going on, and this could be very unique in a fire situation, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying this is a real life thing, a real life situation that's happening, and and nobody is taking it serious. Um, so and and there's certain reasons why I can understand people not taking it serious. Not just because he's like a skit type of person and everything else, mm-hmm. but also because of like his rebuttal when the video came out from TMZ and he was like, I did stand on business. You, they didn't even see when I went to the trunk, you know what I'm saying? I ain't post that video, this, that, and the third. So, so I was talking to somebody and I was like, do you think that he would actually play into the fact that his chain got snatched? Yes. Or would he be like, oh, shit, my chain got snatched. I think he would play it off like it was some type of skit. And that's and that's what I'm saying. But but they was like, nah, he ain't going to play with Birdman like that. And I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, he did the interview where they asked him about, like, was that a real beef or not? And he was like, when your idols turn to rivals. And like, but it's playing into like a bigger scheme. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To like where you don't know what's real and what's not if they're playing or not yeah but like this like if they are using the fact that you can't tell when birdman is playing or not Mm -hmm. and they making this into a whole master plan and be something greater this could be potentially fire right but if it's a serious situation and like he's trying to like control the narrative Mm -hmm. of it this could get bad do you think it could get bad? The only reason why I'm saying it could get bad, it can get bad in the space of, like, where does the escalation go? You feel me? Because, look, you know what I just thought about? What? I was talking to somebody, and I was like, yo, could it look like that 
Drewski is playing with Birdman. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it through and through. I'm like, what did we look at the show with like movie like with white chicks? Mm -hmm. The movie um that was like the um the parody of like the screen movies mm -hmm. with like the Wayne's brothers. What if he looked at that the same way with could have been records, cash money records, could have been <laughs> records. You know what I'm saying? Like I never thought about it like that. But what, until now. But what if what if he's still controlling the narrative just to give him, give Birdman like the chance of, look, just give my stuff back, you know, and they won't be looking at you as somebody who's Well Bum B Bum B said Bum B made a post and I don't like I said, I don't know if they got this nigga in on it. I don't know none of this shit. But the way they rolling this shit out and pulling it together, Man, if it ain't, got to be if some it is dope in cahoots, or you know what I'm saying? Festival or show something. But he was like, I told you to stop playing. He's like, but if you need it, he's like, but holler at me and I can get your chain back. But Bun B like the, don't seem like the type of nigga who joke around and play and just going to get in the midst of something to, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So. I think he would. I don't know. I think he would be in on something just because these, I guess these past couple of years, you've seen more of Bun B's personality. Yeah. Um, But I would just like to see where it goes. So at the end of the day, do you think it's real or fake? I haven't looked at the whole thing to analyze it, but I would love it to be fake and to, to be a bigger scheme of something better to come. Yeah. But, like, I really didn't, so, like, I really didn't think about it. Like, Drewski is, like, supposed to be impersonating Birdman. I never looked at it like that. You didn't? That's the first thing I saw. I never looked. I looked at it was, like, the nigga using the music industry and the play. I didn't, I, when I tell you. I did not think about it until like I put two and two together. I'm like, could have been. Oh, he put the cent sign uh -huh. in place of the dollar sign. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's then the first when I was thinking I about when, when I'm like, he's talking about he playing with his name, and it's just I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't like focused on it. I was mm -hmm. just more into the theatrics of what was going on. I would like to think that Birdman has more of a sense of humor, but he has a relationship with Drake. Yeah. Drewski do and Drake has a relationship with you know what I'm saying Birdman uh -huh. so like they had to have been cross paths well that well I mean yeah because the because that's because like that's the thing the first time I really was getting aware of Drewski was when he was in that video with Drake and Drake? He, yeah, he in a music video with Drake. The first time I saw Drewski was when he was doing, um, he was going into people's houses mm -hmm. on Revolt or something. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what you doing here? That That's the first time I've I seen think, him. I, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. I say that was the time where I knew that he was getting big. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen when him When he did that, that video with Drake. Okay. At the Nike, at the Nike, uh, headquarters. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was a dope video because they had like Kevin Durant in there and a whole bunch of different players. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it's I, like honestly at this point, you know, like I said, I read through the comments, everybody like, 
know what I'm saying? It's a skit, it's a skit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm leaning towards more skit because, mm-hmm. like, don't nobody just play with Birdman like that. Right. But Birdman just don't pop his head out mm-hmm. unless there's money involved. There might be money involved. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be some, like, grander scheme mm-hmm. of things. I think it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. Maybe they wait until after. You know, they waited till after Drake and J. Cole kind of got the hey, thing. What if that nigga, what if that nigga come out with a, a chaining day at Drake, at, at Drake shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't, hey, if, if y'all use one of my ideas, hey. Man, I'll be marking cut, these episodes. In. Just you see me write down fours. Yeah. Yeah. Cut, <laughs> cut, cut, cut me in. So some, some, some stuff I'd be like, you know what? I've heard that somewhere, and yeah. then I see it. I'm like, somebody listening. Yeah, somebody tapped in. I mean, y'all could just cash out us. What else? <laughs> we got anything else up on there? Okay, so the last thing we have on here. Did you watch the Jeezy Nia Long? Oh, uh, you know I did. You know I did. Oh, I didn't see a lot of it. Um, I watched a whole hour and six minutes. Man, I think I, it was. I couldn't. Um. Yeah, I could. It was it. So it was many things about this interview that was interesting. One, it was insightful to hear his side and perspective. Mm-hmm. Two, it's always good to see Neil along. Oh, you know Lord. what I'm saying? It's always good. You know. You know. Uh. But what I what I liked about it was the conversation. It was like it was an interview, but she kind of like opened up and get spilled a little bit as well okay you know what i'm saying and then on top of that you know what i mean you can see you can see like some chemistry mm-hmm. you feel me the, yeah, the chemistry was, was was bubbling that's initially what i thought because i was like okay where did neil long come from <laughs> yeah you know but they said that she's supposed to have a show or something coming out well if she do she looks like she's gonna be a good host oh oh she looks like it yeah <laughs> are you talking about just like visuals i'm talking about visual verbal i'm talking about it all no because she seemed like in the interview she seemed very genuine Mm -hmm. and she seemed comfortable yeah you know what i'm saying so she and i'm not saying like comfortable like they may be talking but they had some chemistry but like comfortable in he was keeping the player with the dialogue and you know coming up with the questions yeah you know he was keeping the player you know what i'm saying he was he was he kind of danced around some of that stuff but but the way he danced around certain shit, like I respect it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because this is a thing. Like some it people still touch you. I won't even say that it's about the touchy part. You know well, what I'm saying? I would say it might be about the moving on aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like he might not feel like he might not feel like. So let's say let's say you know his speculations are her cheating. Let's say she actually did cheat. Mm-hmm. He don't get. From who he is and what his morals and standards are, mm-hmm. he don't gain nothing from slandering her, or not necessarily slandering her, or speaking about her transgressions. You know what I'm saying? He's there to talk about himself, his book, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? So, like, implementing her. I think he's learned a lot. Yeah, so, like. he's slandered some bad moms. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. He's probably seen what it did to the relationship and his older kids, and, and then how you know he got a yeah. And then you know he got a daughter. So right. at some point, you know what I'm saying. So, so you I just learned from yeah, yeah experience. Yeah, but he he was keeping the player. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I see you, nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord. 
Yeah. He was like, you real niggas don't cheat. She was like, I can feel that. I, I, I can see. I, okay. Okay. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, hey. I but don't see, think he cheated, though. I, I, I think it might have been, you know, something else. Like, you just never know what it could have been. I'm not saying that she... I just threw that out because that was a speculation. But he did make a song, Don't Cheat, on his on his new album. Mm-hmm. I've never heard him talk about not cheating on the album. Because hmm. um, he basically talking about how a chick should hold him down because when he's out on the road and everything else, he's not cheating. He's focused on bringing home the money and, you know, supporting and securing the family. Hmm. So... So I'm not saying like that's like him stating mm-hmm. none of that, but I'm just saying that was interesting, like the delivery of that song. Um, but like you know what, what was one thing that I thought was really nice about the interview? It's nice to see a healthy interaction between a black man and a black woman. Okay. You know what I'm saying yeah. with the flirtationness and everything that we felt was involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was genuine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was fun. It was lighthearted. Even when it got, you know what I'm saying? Emotional. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like those are the type of, that's how we want to see a man and woman, black man, black woman interact with each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was the the biggest part that to I enjoyed. Trying to gain understanding. Yeah. And the show like that you can, be vulnerable in extent, agree or disagree, because she was like, she was like, send out vibrations, like, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, I was looking at him like, no, I ain't, I ain't, ain't nobody sending out no vibrations like that. But it was just interesting when she was, noticed that he was like, nah, she laughed about it. I was like, he's like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I ain't there yet. You know what I mean? For uh-huh. her to respect that. Yeah. And to be able to stick within the calm space of conversation. Right. You know what I mean? That was dope. You know what I'm saying? So, if she do have a show, I think it's going to be very interesting mm-hmm. to see. Because I want to see how she interact and um, engage with each person she interviews. Mm-hmm. So, just to see if that's her natural knack. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Then, like, if she's interacting with people who she's had, like... um Relationships? Not well, even not, relationships. Not, just, like, relationships. With yeah, that, like, like, even... Just in passing, like where she had small like she, talks, and she did Cuba Gooding or something. Yeah. They was in a uh, a movie together. Th- those like, type you know of that's why nigga right there. But like, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> that's the idea right there. Uh, but uh, but nah, it was dope. I I enjoyed it. You know, um, you definitely can tell there's growth. You definitely can tell. You know what I'm saying? You gonna keep it play at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. For people who don't get to see Nia Long outside of movies a lot of times, you got to see her personality a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people have their own perceptions and conversations about who she is and how she's viewed. And and nobody has really heard from her, kind of, like, in this extent, since yeah. her, quote-unquote, scandal yeah. with her husband. So Yeah, so it was, you know what I'm saying, like, she... She just made you fall in love with all over again. You know what I'm saying? From Did from, from, not, from young Nia oh, to grown, grown oh, woman Nia. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoy. <laughs> uh, Maybe want to go back and watch some of the old Nia Long movies. Did you really listen to her? Or you yeah. just watched no, her? I, no, I, no I, I tapped in. I tapped in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I tapped in for sure. Okay. 
You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to it since because I ain't because I definitely was trying to figure. I'm like, damn, like how did they pull that together for her to interview him? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it it obviously was an opportunity for the both of them. Yeah, that made sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, so I was you know, just Melissa like, Ford do the ooh ooh. So y'all finna be battling over that. Uh, first of all, hmm. what you mean? No, that's what she do on the, on on the Joe Win podcast. Oh, well, if she figure it out, I mean, we can do a Birdman Drewski beef, no problem. <laughs> I ain't got no chain, but. Any one of these shoes come up missing, <laughs> and we gonna have beef. No, you silly. So I mean, if it she... was just funny to hear you to you do that. And I was watching the Joe Bunn podcast, and he was just, they was just talking about like how how she met, how she do that because she do that on the podcast. It's funny. Cause she say, Ooh. it's just funny because she said, and then you turn around and said, but she don't own it. Obviously, don't 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 start the <laughs> don't start the rubber necking with me. <laughs> <laughs> well look I mean you know she can have it but like I said she looking for a marketing thing but you know I'm always down um but just to reiterate before mm-hmm. you know we conclude the, the podcast mm-hmm. I am turning 27 again on the 27th guys <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, just gonna leave that quiet. All right, Melissa. I'm, I'm gonna let you have that. Yeah, one. You gonna let me have it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm turning you. 27 again. Okay. And again, and again, again. You gonna you gonna be like like Trina without the single again part? Back on the prowl? Yeah. Well, not back on the prowl, but back in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> 27 mm. is a good year. Obviously, it was. Yeah, I like it. I like that's my favorite number. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting when they get to 2027 then. Oh, man. I'm going in. Okay. I'm going to be 27 then again. <laughs> I probably need a look. Hold on. Where are we at? 23. 23. Oh, I'm older yeah. than 2000 or something. <laughs> like, dang. 20, oh, dang. I ain't going to need no Botox in yet. Okay. Man, get you on somewhere. I'm just saying, you know. I ain't got nothing else to add. You got something else to add? I don't. All right, well, with that being said, this is the More Sneakers Podcast, episode 127. I'm your host, T.O. Sneakerheads, and this is my co-host. I sell sneakers, not dreams.